0: Welcome to Healing Through Pain. I'm your host Steph and this is a show that dives into health and healing where we discuss how to show up well for the opportunities and responsibilities that life sends our way. Today we're going to discuss how we need to respect our past, work on healing, and at the same time move forward towards our future. Thanks so much for tuning in. So there are two phrases that I want to start the show with today. One, I assume, I mean, I've heard it for the, probably the broad side of most of my life. And I assume many of you have heard it as well. And the second one I've heard kind of more recently, especially showing up as it relates to mental health. But the first one is those who don't remember history are doomed to repeat it. And the second one is if you don't heal from what cuts you, you will bleed on those who did not hurt you. And clinically speaking, both of those are really important understandings when uh, we're talking through people, kind of avoiding addressing past things that have happened to them. And it's one of the things that as much as I sit with clients and um, we most often address what's going on now and what they want to be true about their future, usually we need to poke around in the past a bit to understand why they do what they do, why they continue to do things that are upsetting to them. And often they're, at least in some stories, there's resistance to acknowledging that our past might be holding us hostage to some degree. One of the ways this really shows up, especially, again, the purview of the show is to discuss trauma. One of the ways this actually shows up in many people's stories who have experienced trauma is by way of trauma reenactment. So, for example, if there was trauma bonding going on in their family of origin, a lot of marriages end up being a trauma bond experience as well because we repeat things when we don't heal from them. And so, you know, trauma reenactment and trauma bonding are topics for later shows, to be sure, but it is important that we understand that what happens in the past will indeed influence our present, and sometimes it could monopolize our future if we don't deal with it. So in therapy, often what we're doing is we're processing through things, we're going to reorganize it and try to make sense of it, and then we're going to put together strategies to move forward once we understand our narratives a little bit better. And so it's important to understand that if we don't go through kind of the hard work of understanding our narrative and the hard work of understanding why we make the choices that we do, these certain behaviors might show up again in our future, or they might just continue to be persistent persistent nuisances all throughout our life. Um, maybe an example of this is someone who uh, used disordered eating in their teenage years to uh, cope with control. Maybe they're continuing to have um, food issues into their twenties and again in their thirties, and it's especially showing up in seasons of intense stress. That would be a way where if we didn't deal with what the benefit of the... the disordered eating is, and we don't kind of heal from the particular understanding of why we've chosen this particular strategy, it could continue to show up again and again. And so like I said, one of the goals often is to poke around the past to give ourselves some context for why we do the things that we do. But if you're someone who says, hey, I don't want to dwell on the past, there's great news. If you are someone though, that says, hey, I only want to live in the past, this is where you get to be pushed in maybe a different direction for today's show. So the analogy that I'd like to use, especially for those who say, I, I don't want to dwell in the past, I maybe don't even want to look in the past. What I would use is the analogy of a car. And in the car, you have two key opportunities to view things. You have a rear view mirror and you have a windshield. And what's important to understand is the rear view mirror is very, very minimal compared to the windshield, but both of them serve an incredibly important purpose. If you don't use the rear view mirror, you're going to lose important data, important understanding, and important viewpoints. And if you're not looking at the windshield, my friends, I think we can imagine where, where that goes very quickly. It, it, it goes in a poor direction. So it's important to understand that the rear view mirror, or as I'm going to um, reference, looking in the past, it serves some very specific uh, benefits we can use it as motivation. We can use it to say, well, look how far I've come. I, you know, in my 20s was making these decisions. And by my 30s, I've, I've improved and I've made these decisions instead. We can use it for reflection, um, especially when I'm dealing with or working with clients who do have trauma in their past. When we look through the rearview mirror at how they've survived, how they've overcome, how they've maybe in some seasons had to white knuckle it, but they've really persevered those are incredible gifts to remind people of, of the tenacity that they have, of the resilience that they have, of the grit that they have. And if we don't look into the past, we don't get to observe just how triumphant they've actually been. We can also use the rearview mirror for gentle reminders. We make mistakes. We make bad choices. We have to live in consequences of those bad choices. And if we never look in the rearview mirror and we pretend those things didn't happen, we're actively foregoing opportunities of self-reflection. We're actively foregoing opportunities of of accountability, of un- understanding our own kind of human depravity, our own struggle. If we refuse to look in the rearview mirror, we're going to probably repeat some of those behaviors in, in the future. And unfortunately, there are consequences and there can be collateral damage because of that. And so the rearview mirror is essential that we at least consider it, we contemplate its value, we understand that it's there for a reason. But we can't spend all of our time there because the rearview mirror is significantly smaller than the windshield. And that's in- imperative for those who maybe don't want to get into the messiness of their past, I would encourage you to take a look because it is the size of a rearview mirror and it is going to give you valuable information. But the windshield is significantly bigger. Your future opportunities are significantly larger. And so you don't have to be monopolized or held hostage by the rearview mirror. And for those who are insistent that they have to stay in the past, again, I would say it's significantly smaller than what's ahead of you and what the potential is. And it's important important that while addressing what's going on behind you and being aware of it, you're kind of the bulk of your energy should be focused forward and you should be intentionally looking towards what comes next. Um, if you are someone who is being held hostage by the past and you're not really sure how to move out, I told you again and again, I'm unapologetically going to be a, a proponent of getting yourself in to see a clinician because that's literally one of our main goals is to help you reorient to what's true now and then help you move forward with new strategies strategies, a new understanding of your own story. And so if you don't know how to do that, or if you are feeling crippled by the past, get someone on your side to help. I unashamedly use my own therapist. Um, I unashamedly use my own mentors. I seek out people's assistance quite often because by no means would I have all the right answers. And so I enlist people to help me. And I really encourage you to do that. As it relates to healing some of the past, we have to acknowledge that it's existed. And what we can do with it once we start to heal it is we can can start to move forward with strategies that are going to help us kind of mitigate some of the consequences of the past. And so, I'm going to use a very specific example. One of the things that I struggle with based on some of the trauma experiences I've had is physical safety. I get very kind of um not disoriented necessarily, but I get very on guard if I'm the last one leaving a building at night and and I'm walking through a parking lot alone or even worse if I'm walking through a parking lot and there are people you know, I I get pretty disoriented by that. Um, I just said I didn't want to use disoriented. Anyway, I I get pretty guarded by that. And so one of the strategies I'm using right now, there's several things that I'm doing. One is boxing, not because I'm going to go box with people necessarily. That wouldn't be the goal. Um, But I'm also taking a self-defense class. and, And the whole goal of this particular class is to disengage from conflict and run away. And so one of the things I'm doing, you know, with boxing is working on my, my cardio and my endurance and my strength. And one of the things I'm using um, the self-defense class for is to learn strategies and techniques. Here's the beauty of it. As I walk forward and learn more about self-defense and how to uh, protect myself in that way, now I actually have a shift going on in my rearview mirror, where let's say I'm looking in my rearview mirror and it's six months down the road, and now I have, yes, this trauma history is behind me, but I also have six months of built strategies is now behind me as well. Well, that shifts my understanding of my narrative. That's given me a new resource to walk with so that what happened once upon a time is no longer immobilizing me because I have both what happened and I've had new strategies that I've worked with along the way. So in my present context, let's say it's January 2022, I'm looking behind me and I have six months of of self-defense training going on. I'm significantly more prepared to engage in any type of walking across the parking lot experience that feels a little bit more unsettling for me. And so that's why the rear view mirror continues to be valuable because I can use it for motivation. Hey, Steph, you've come this far. And I can also use it for that reflection piece of look what you've been able to overcome. And as I move forward with new strategies and new goals, I'm I'm literally reshifting what I see in that rear view mirror. And I'm kind of working on that overcomer narrative even more and more as i'm working with um, sorting through traumas uh poor relationships, faulty boundaries, you know working on understanding my past i'm also looking forward pretty intentionally one of the things I'm working on over this next couple weeks is starting to put together very specific goals and objectives for the rest of my calendar year here and then for the academic year Um, in a week and a half I'm going to start a new school year and it's going to be something where there's going to be a lot of things demanding my time and attention but I need to commit to certain goals and strategies that I have for myself and so while I'm addressing some of the things going on in my past I'm also looking forward and I'm setting new goals I'm setting new intentions I'm pulling in new strategies, I'm building new skills, because we need to constantly be also walking forward while acknowledging that past stuff has happened. I'm working on new hobbies, I'm working on new recreation. There's a lot of hope as I walk forward with a lot of acknowledgement that things have happened in my past. And my goal is to emphasize that while the past matters, it's what's in front of us where we should be spending a lot of attention and intentionality. You can decide what that looks like in your life. It can go so many different ways. Um, One of the ways you could do kind of the multi-focus, so looking back and looking forward, is healing some of your own wounds from maybe experiences you had with your parents. So going forward, you can be a better parent to your own children. If you have addictions in your particular history and you have worked on understanding those and healing from those, then the focus going forward can be healthier relationships, healthier boundaries, connection, um, new hobbies, whatever that looks like. So both views matter. Looking back is going to inform us and hopefully motivate us, hopefully keep us accountable. And then looking forward is going to be what we all need to be doing on the regular and putting some intentionality there so we can actually walk forward not only towards health, but towards healthy living. And that's just the main takeaway for today is both pieces matter. The past does matter, we can't run from it. We can't pretend that it doesn't influence what's going on today and what might be going on in the future. But we also need to spend concerted effort looking forward and making sure that we're walking healthfully into whatever direction we feel is most uh, purposeful and most desirable for our life. So that's where we're going to wrap it up today. Thank you so much for spending time with me and tuning into a new episode. There will be another one coming to you on Wednesday. As always, if you're willing to share, if you're willing to contribute to likes or comments, whatever that looks like, a review on whatever platform you're using. All of those are very much appreciated. I hope you guys have an awesome week.